Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. All right, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters. We're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today, we got Tone. What up, though? And also with us, we got Bugs. What's up, people? And then we got the Duke himself, Dan the Man. Hello, is it me you're looking for? I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who you are going to throw to first. I didn't want to get caught off guard. It's like a passing drill. You got to make sure everybody's on their toes. Tone, you want to start us off? What do you got to drink today? We got a, it's all upside down. It's kind of weird. Stone. Because that's what it does to your FML, world. FML, double IPA, 8.5. It's the first time having it. It's You said it's called FML? Yeah. What does the FML stand for? Fuck, Fuck his my life. life. <laughs> no. Fear Movie Lions. See, they just really wanted to go with the <laughs> FML. And yeah. They just crammed whatever they right. could in there to, to make that work. It's upside down with a devil on it. It's crazy looking. It smells you, good. You ever have one? This your first time having one? Yeah, yeah. What you think? Yeah, it's like one of those strong IPAs. Real hoppy. I dig it, though. I'm not a huge fan of the double IPAs, but I only started getting into regular IPAs recently myself, so that's a big jump. Now I like Tank's big on the hazy IPAs. Mm-hmm. Now so, what makes it a double IPA? More twice the PA? Isn't it dry hopped, right? <laughs> is that what it is? It's either more hops or twice as long in the hops. Yeah, I'm not I sure. Mean, IPA is already extra hoppy. That's like IPA signature thing. So do- so it's pretty much just IPA plus. It's just right. more hops. Yes. Yeah. It's the oops all berries of IPAs. Mm-hmm. Right. What'd you bring to drink today? Good old Guinness. It's the uh, drought stout. Cause... That's draft. No, it says uh, draught. Doesn't say draft. draft. I believe that's pronounced draft. That's how they pronounce... I don't know. They're weird over there. Whatever. It's hmm. good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's... If you like Guinness, that's it's what it is. If you like Guinness or if you like droughts. Droughts. One of those two things. If you like hey, people I, I that spell the same things thing. weird. Bugs? Just got some Modellos with me. Uh, Modellos, honestly, fairly regular on the podcast. Okay. Uh, to me, uh, Modellos is a good mid-tier beer. Yeah. yeah, affordable, but it's still good. You're not going bush light, right? Oh, yeah. But it's not a tank twenty dollar four pack either, so it's no. somewhere in the middle. Well, in the last couple casts I've been on, I've those craft beers, man, got to me. So something light for the day. See, that's when you know you're drinking too much when Modelo is something light for the day. Not even Modelo light. <laughs> well, I got uh, it's not my first time, but it's kind of my new favorite, and it's a Founders. And you know it's real good because Founders got some of the best dark beers. And mm-hmm. honestly, this is kind of one of my new favorites out of them. It's the Founders Big Luscious, which is a stout brewed with chocolate and raspberries. Ooh. You just like it because you think it's named after you. Yeah, that's. I'm really trying to push that hard for, my, <laughs> for the new nickname, you know. So I'm you, gonna drink, just... you drink it long enough, they'll start calling you it. Right. 
I've done this podcast enough to know that there's a million different ways to earn a nickname, and I'm thinking this is going to work. I'm really going to push this big luscious thing. <laughs> That's what he tells the lady. I'm really going to push this big luscious thing. <laughs> and this one's 7.8%, which is actually, I mean, that's still strong, but for the Founders Dark Beers... It's kind of mm-hmm. on the lighter side of those. Mm. See, that's great. You're just talking about, yeah, you drink so much, you think Medela's like, like, what is that, 8 point something? 7.8. Yeah, 7.8. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of light. It's only 7 point. What's yours, 8 something? 8.5. What is Modelo? Uh, 4.4. Damn, so I'm just barely beat. I figured, because it doesn't have the uh, percentage on the bottle, so I had to look it up. But I figured, like, all right, it's draft, as some people say. <laughs> Guinness, it's probably up there. This motherfucker's only 4.6. Hmm. So I am drinking light today. Nice. Now, before we get started, we got to make sure we thank Sixfo Swaino for letting us use his music in the intro. Uh, you can follow him on, on Instagram. Also, Cancer for letting us use his song in the mid-roll. You can follow him at Eyes Bleed Defiance on Instagram. And you can see all his artwork on there. He did our logo for us. While you're on Instagram... Follow us at Bad Guy Podcast, both on Instagram and TikTok, and then you can go to the Twitter at The Bad Guy Pod, and then we're on Facebook too. Just say hello to the bad guy. Hello. That, <laughs> that's pretty easy to find. So if you're having a hard time finding any of it, you can go to the website badguypodcast.com, and you can click through all the links through there. This episode, we'll be coming off our back-to-back El Capone releases, which actually wasn't supposed to be back-to-back releases. It was supposed to be an episode. But we recorded for a long, long time, and uh, when we record for a long, long time, we drink for a long, long time, and the drunker we get, the harder it is to edit, so it was easier to release it in two parts to kind of uh, make sure we keep putting out content, Mm -hmm. but that was supposed to be a a one-part episode, (laughs) but El Capone's got such a long story that you can't really fit, I think, all of that into an episode, and we covered most of it, but some of it we kind of breezed through, and I think there's a couple... Big incidents that you can't cover Al Capone without getting into more detail. And plus, I think I just like Al- talking about Al Capone now. So this is just now the Al Capone podcast, and we're going to cover Al Capone every day. This is why we avoided it for so long. <laughs> right, because once we open that can of worms, it's just... once you pop that top, you just can't stop. Right. So much story. Yeah, I'm supposed to go back to covering some fucking weird pirate from the 1700s after talking about Al Capone. So the name of this podcast is now switching to Al All Day. <laughs> so a lot of the research we did today my two top resources one is capone the life and world of el capone by john kobler which is a great book it's probably the best book out about capone and then the ultimate resource is mario gomes on my com. you know nowadays most people ain't reading books anyway so you just want some links you can click through and the way his is set up like a wikipedia style so you can click from link to link and he usually has all his primary resources right on there. So, yeah, if you're looking for better information from sober people, <laughs> that would be the spot to go to. So today we're going to be talking about the Adonis Club incident. This ain't negotiation time. This is Scarface, final scene, fucking bazookas under each arm. Say hello to my little friend. All right. The Adonis Club incident was a shootout resulting in multiple deaths Christmas 1925 in Coney Island, Brooklyn. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! <laughs> in the Adonis Club incident, the first party involved was Frankie Yale. Frankie! Frankie Yale, 
birth name was Frankie Yole, who Americanized it to Frankie Yale, was an Italian crime boss from Coney Island that ran Black Hand extortion operations. Oh, he did a lot of everything, too, but... Serving the Black Hand was his specialty. Yes. Black Hand, as we know, is the classic, hey, a nice place you got here. Be a shame something happened to it. Maybe you should pay me so that doesn't happen. Or we'll burn it down. Whoa, whoa, hey, oh, no, I mean, my bad, my bad. that's not what I'm saying here, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. I mean, the implications, uh, you it, know what I mean? I'm just saying. We would really hate to see this place yeah. burn down. You know who keeps an eye on things? <laughs> Us. Us. You know, we check out all the dumpsters around here, you know what I mean? So you can see in these pictures, this is the gradual progression of Frankie L, the mob boss. The progression Chunk. of that chin. <laughs> <laughs> too too many Coney dogs. Yeah. In the progression of a neck. Yeah, the uh, progression of Chin 2. Chin 1 was always there, but that second one's creeping in as the yeah. years go on. He's the example of uh, why the old mob bosses don't even rock the first couple buttons. They just let that chest hair fly. Like, fuck it. Frankie L was a close associate and mentor to Al Capone. They came up together in the Five Points gang. Al Capone kind of made his bones underneath them. And Frankie L was his number one connection in Brooklyn. The second party was Pegleg Lonergan, an Irish crime boss from Brooklyn that also ran an extortion ring, which he called the White Hand Gang. So creative. Fucking Whoa. appropriation. He got his name Pegleg after losing his leg in a trolley accident as a child. Yeah, story checks out. <laughs> yep. As soon as you said it, I just pictured that shipping off the Boston theme song. I will say this, Pegleg Lonergan, ugly fucking gangster. Oh, for sure. That's an ugly fucking dude. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck him if he had two legs. <laughs> now, one thing that was crazy about him, despite having the peg leg his whole life, he was a feared fist fighter. He was a tough guy. He rose his way all the way up to the top. Well, yeah, he had to stand his ground. He can't run away. He's not going <laughs> to get it. He's like, well, this ain't going to work. Starts fucking hiding shivs and shit in his peg leg. I picture it as one of them peg legs that had, like, spikes in it and stuff. It just, like, cleaver people with it. No, it just, it's one of those, like, mini bats. So, like, he could just snap it off and swing and just smack the shit out of people. Or Peaky Blinder style. He just keeps some razor blades. See? A peg leg is very versatile. Until it gets kicked off and in a river. <laughs> in addition to being a gangster, he was a notorious racist. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Well, I think you can say that for most of gangsters. Yeah, that is true. But that's why he came up with the name of the White Hand, in reference to the Italian Black Hand Gang, who they consider non-white. So the same issues we're having today is happening <laughs> even in these times. That's horrible. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the middle of it, the business owner gets caught up because like, who the fuck do I pay? <laughs> exactly. Who am I pay? And then I paid both of you, and my place still ended up getting burned down by one of you motherfuckers. <laughs> what is going on here? In addition to racial issues, Lonergan and Yale were in competition for control of the same Brooklyn docks. And the two gangs have been involved in a violent war for years. So before Pegleg Lonergan, his brother-in-law actually ran it, Wild Bill Lovett. And he took it over for him after he passed. So these Irish gangsters have been fighting for these Brooklyn docks for years. Word. And when Prohibition hit, that was prime territory. You know what I mean? You're trying to get the shit under the docks. Right. You thought the battle for this docks was on? Oh no, now it's really on. You thought it was on before? Now it's like super on. Even more on than the on you previously thought that it was on. We doubled up ons like Tone doubled up hops. (laughs) (laughs) 
On December 25th, Al Capone was in New York to see a surgical specialist for Sonny to get surgery to remove a mastoid infection that caused him to lose hearing in one ear. It was actually life-threatening if they didn't get it taken out. So Al Capone thought the best doctors were in New York. Yeah, he always had a lot of pull in New York, so he got him an emergency Christmas Day operating time and took his son up to New York and got them a surgery. After the surgery, May stayed with Sonny while Capone went out to hit the town with some of his old associates. He's like, yeah, while I'm here... Might as well hit the streets. It's Christmas Day. My son just had surgery. Let's celebrate. <laughs> what are you gonna not drink? Like that's that's drinking problem time, you know brother. What? Al Capone goes out drinking with Frankie L and his crew where they end up at the Adonis Club. The Adonis Club has often been connected to notorious mobster Joey Adonis. Even Wow, how'd they make that connection? <laughs> we we even did it on this podcast. I was like, Oh yeah, this is the Adonis Club, it's Joey Adonis's place. Turns out it's no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> they just love him so much they named it after him see that's why i could do this podcast forever because i can just fix the stuff that i lied about <laughs> in the long episode, the other episodes which they scenario. yeah i thought this, this was like yeah we just kind of touched on this like nah i said a lot of wrong shit so <laughs> this time around i'm gonna say some right shit hey find you a mario gomes man get your facts straight <laughs> But yeah, the name was just a coincidence, and it was a happening spot way before Joey Adonis was ever a player, before he was ever a major player in the New York Underground. Well, then I wonder if old Joey Adonis like just started being called Joey Adonis after the club. Maybe. Well, I mean, I think Adonis is a big thing, and it's like Adonis is like mythology or something, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like the Thor Club. Yeah. Which, I mean, shit, if I was fucking, I would want to be part of the Thor Club. Wasn't that, uh, the the blood that goes through, uh, Charlie Sheen's veins? I mean, tiger blood, obviously, of course. But he also had Adonis blood. Did he? I believe that was one of his things. Huh. I believe it. contributed to all of the winning. Alright, um, we're gonna take us a real quick smoke break, refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute. Monitor the area carrying curved swords, slither in the 
eyes when they murder me. This witty banter. We're back. I don't even smoke. <laughs> so we left off. Al Capone's with Frankie Yale and his whole crew uh, out drinking on Christmas night. And they end up at the Adonis Social Club, which was a big happening spot in Brooklyn. As the night rolls on, Lonergan, with five other white-handers already drunk, show up and go grab them some tables. As Irishmen in that time, I feel like they're just always drunk. Like, anywhere <laughs> they go, they just show up drunk, so... <laughs> Yeah. Peg Leg don't remember a time when he wasn't drunk at this point. Yeah. I've been drunk since I was a wee baby. I came out of my mama's vagina all drunk. Now, I wake up in the morning, I'm already drunk. By noon, I'm drunk again. Take me a little nap, I wake up, and then I'm drunk once more. So you would think you wander into the wrong club where a bunch of your rivals are already hanging out that you'd probably just turn around and go hit a different spot. If you're some punk bitches, maybe. Right. That's not how the white hand rolls. Nope. Well, you think we're going to bow down <laughs> to these Italian fellas, do you? Hell no, we walk in here, we don't give a gosh darn if they're there or not. We're going to have ourselves a drink right here, and we are, we are. So they grab seats towards the back near the piano, and then immediately begin a- harassing the Italian mobsters and their Irish dates. By playing cool piano songs? That'd be awesome if that was their way of riling up. Does this start a dance-off? Is that what the incident is? They didn't play the piano. They just sat by the piano. I actually seen a picture by the piano. They were literally right by the piano. Like, their table butted up to the back of the piano. So, wait, they were making fun of the Italians' Irish dates? Well, they were making fun of the Italians they were just and making shit. fun of their yeah. Irish dates. So one of the things they kept saying is uh, they kept telling the Irish dates, why don't they come over and hang out with some white men? Wow. As the night goes on, the white handers just keep getting they drunker. keep getting drunker and drunker, louder and louder, and more and more aggressive. Once it gets late, it goes into the early morning hours of December 26th, so it gets past midnight. All of a sudden, all the lights go out in the bar, it goes dark, and the shooting begins. Just in the dark. Just They're waiting for nighttime. Christmas to end. They're like, you know what, this is Jesus' day. 
Respect yeah. it. I should have just kept the booze rolling. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, there, you can see the piano. Which, to me, that seems like the more gangster spot. Why wasn't Al Capone and Frankie Gale in the gangster spot, like, deep in the place? You know what I mean? It wasn't their spot. That's the bet. They don't want to sit in the back. I don't want to sit in the back. They want to be flat. They want the front row seats. Well, in this picture, you can't see, but right by the piano is the bathroom doors. (laughs) That's the equivalent of nowadays, if you go to the club, and then you wind up in the back corner by the speakers, like, right next to the speakers. Like, God damn it. This Uh, is like, you should be up by the bar. You gotta be right in the middle, grinding on everybody. Like that's where all the Irish women were. Yeah, that yeah. is true. So you know, Al Capone don't like to be far from that dance floor, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look at me! I got my dancing shoes on over here. Lonergan was shot to death before he could pull out his thirty-eight. He died with a toothpick still in his mouth. Uh, right next to him was Aaron Harms, who was his right-hand man, and he was also killed without his firearm discharged. Damn, some lights went out. Yeah. Got him real quick. So he went straight for them two first. Like, hey, peg leg's got to go. That means he's the loudest. It was already plotting that the first time he came up. They're, to they're working, talking shit. They're working with the bartender. Like, hey, as soon as 12 o'clock hits, man, turn these lights off for us and we'll, we'll take That's care That's what of I was going to say. Am I jumping the gun or was that what happened? Somebody said, let's get these <laughs> lights off so we can shoot these motherfuckers. Because that seemed. Well, we don't really know. I mean, we'll get there a little bit. Like, I don't care how tough you are. If you get shot, like, you're not dying with a toothpick still in your mouth. Like, they had to go back and plant that or something, right? Like, Well, there is some planting of stuff. Uh, the ace card on the uh, Joe the Boss murder and stuff like that. But sometimes, especially stuff in your mouth, if you just die instantly, if you clench, like, sometimes you're about uh, to tell you. So if you got a toothpick in your mouth, now, yeah, if a gunfight breaks out, you will drop it. But you if you just get killed instantly before you know. You got a toothpick in your mouth and shit in your pants. <laughs> That is the war. I mean, it'd be fucked up if you died the other way around. What happened to this body? One of the other gang, a guy named Needles Ferry, who was a drug addict. <laughs> what kind of drugs did he do? <laughs> Think like, oh, why do they call him Needles? Oh, the reason you're thinking. <laughs> he liked to snort coke. He was addicted to tattoos. But see, that was when you could still be a heroin actor, be a gangster, because there wasn't a stigma against it. You know what I mean? As long as you could buy the heroin you want, you shoot up, you're, you're good to go. Needles Ferry dragged himself out of the bar and died on the street where he's discovered by police officers. See, the first name being called Needles is all right, but the Needles Ferry together, it just sounds like you're turning tricks for a dime bag. <laughs> He, like, walks around the docks sprinkling heroin on everybody. Like, you get some heroin. You get some heroin. <laughs> yeah, he just blows them out. <laughs> it's Ferry, F-E-R-R-Y. Okay. So Needles Ferry drags himself out to the street where he dies. Another white-hander, James Hart, he was found down on the corner. Uh, he was shot in the back and in the arm. So he had crawled out, shot in the back, but when they found him, he was unconscious on the corner. When they got him, they questioned him, and he claimed he was shot by a passerby on the street. Yeah, this injury had nothing to do with what went on there. (laughs) I was free and clear. I had my toothpick. I was whistling Dixie on down the road. Then I got shot. Separate incident. What shootout in the bar? What you are you mean talking? there's a shootout in there? I was busy getting <laughs> shot out here. As there's a blood trail like following <laughs> his whole where he crawled from. Oh, that blood? Well, how'd that get there? That's crazy. Uh, two other white-handers got away clean. Was that their whole gang, though? <laughs> 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 Quite a few of them. 
It, t- it turned out to be most of their gang. They didn't Damn. have issues with the white hand after that. Like everybody was just there getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, December 26th, Al Capone, well, I guess the same day, but, right. you know, he goes home, takes a nap. Man, that shit was crazy. I'm going to take a little 20. I'm just going to take five. I'll be back. <laughs> Al Capone gets arrested as a suspect along with 10 others. This is actually one of my favorite Al Capone pictures because most of the Al Capone pictures we see, he's already fat. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a good picture where you can see, like, oh, yeah, he looks like a gangster that could really mess you up. <laughs> yeah, that could fist fight his way up to up yeah, the he ranks. Looks, he looks a lot taller in that picture than, like, other pictures. Well, yeah. I mean, he I, definitely still doesn't look exactly slim. I mean, no. he looks skinny the same way what you're drinking right now is light. Well, it, we got him right here on the police thing at six foot two fifteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Does that say bulk stocky? It says build. Build stocky. So out of the ten guys arrested, two of them were the white handers, Happy Malone and Joe Howard, who told police that he was a singer at the club. That's why they were back by the uh, piano. <laughs> James Hart was also charged, but he wasn't taken into custody. He was still in the hospital. Uh, one of these other guys that was arrested was the Adonis Club partial owner, Jack Stabile, who was also working as the bartender that night. See? Cut the lights. They did find one of his guns at the scene, too. Turns out he just got, because you said he's part-time owner, but he got stuck bartending that night. Like, he was just pissed, didn't want to be there. Then the circuit breaker went out, he was all pissed. Like, this motherfucking light goes out again, this place is always falling apart. He was just having one of the worst days of his life, and then motherfuckers just all got (laughs) shot up. Then he gets arrested for it, like, I wasn't even supposed to be there that day. (laughs) All because fucking Steve, the normal bartender, called off. I think that's exactly how it went. (laughs) Exactly. After an investigation, they couldn't find any witnesses, they couldn't get anybody to testify, and they just couldn't come up with anything clean. See, this is the first time with the witnesses, we're like, yeah, I didn't see nothing. Like, well, yeah, I guess. (laughs) Story checks out. They did turn out the lights. Yeah. (laughs) It would suck to be in a shootout in the dark. Right. That'd be really bad. You know what's real quick? And maybe you went through it when you uh, did the breakdown, but did any, like, bystanders get hit? Or did they straight up hit their targets, like, in their dark? Well, and that's what I thought, like, it had to be set up. Like, there's no way the mm-hmm. lights just happened to go out. And then, like, um, Pegleg and his dude got shot without even their arm, like, their firearms being discharged. I mean, the lights went out. They walked right up to him. Yeah, like, they, they had to know. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is one of the smoothest, like, little battles ever. Like... Yeah, man, we just turned off the lights, shot him, lights went on, easy peasy, get away, no witnesses, it was smooth. There's six of them, they killed three, put another one in the the hospital. So what they call a shootout was probably just the other guys busting off a couple shots as they're fucking flying out the fucking door. It was more of just a shooting. Right. That's what it was. Two more bodies considered a massacre, right? I don't know. We've kind of determined on here the three is the official tally to make it a massacre. Three makes it a massacre, kind of. Well, yeah, because we look at, like, the Millifloras massacre. So three is the minimum, but nobody really calls it a massacre. It's called the Adonis Club incident. See, that's what's fucked up. Like, this is an incident. Like, he should get another massacre under his belt. We got the uh, St. Valentine's Day massacre. He should get another massacre under his belt. 
Shit, the Boston City Massacre or whatever, that's a famous historical one. I think only, like, a couple people actually got shot in that. And that's, like, a big historical massacre, quote-unquote. All the suspects were released on bail on January 2nd, 1926. Four of them on $10,000 bail, the rest on $5,000 bail. Nobody was ever charged. You know they talk shit about their bail. They're like, yeah, mine was 10000 you little 5000 bail bitch. <laughs> El Capone's back there like, dude, I'll pay 20 just to get out right now. Yeah. You know how pissed May's going to be? <laughs> I just came to have a couple sips of whiskey. I sit down, got some Irish fuckers making fun of my date. I'm Your, just trying to hang out. His son was at the hospital, too, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take his aggression out on something, right? Yeah. His son's sick as shit. It turns out the mob's like the Dothraki. Yeah, like, it's I not a good party that. unless a few people die. I was thinking the completely opposite way. I'm like, yeah. Son just got surgeries out celebrating. Like, well, that man was probably depressed. Like, he was stressed out. Like, it's Christmas. I'm. I live in Chicago. I'm in New York. My son had the surgery. I was all excited to get this strange until the Irish off. guy kept on talking about her nose, and I got my head. A nice fucking chunk of money on this surgery too. Christmas yeah. day. Oh yeah. I didn't even look at it like that. I did see uh, something like that that said, "Because uh, you're young." <laughs> <laughs> You never got a bill from fucking Beaumont. How are you doing, Tony? You all right? <laughs> fucking bills. But yeah, that was something that I actually read at one point, too, is that they said he paid a doctor top dollar to get it done. Like, right. Now. So nobody ever gets charged. The thing just goes away. The white hand basically disappears as a power. Frankie Yeo becomes the dominant power in Brooklyn. Because only two white hands left are heroin addicts. They can't run no game. <laughs> they down to just a couple white fingers. <laughs> so that's the Adonis Club incident. You guys got anything before we go? No, was that a... was a good story. Good shooter. I mean, it was a smooth, good hit. They got away with it clean. And I mean, historically speaking, that took out the white hand. They had no more competition. So right. the black, black hand reigned again. Like you said, I thought it was something we always touched on, but it was kind of cool to learn more in depth about it. All right. So uh, this is Say Hello to the Bad Guy. Thanks for coming, and thanks for listening. Deuces. I added, like, the dub set this time. Say hello to the bad guy, bad guy. The good guy coming last place You smell that dope when I pass by I let my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy The good guy coming last place Smell the dope when I pass by Down bad, my mama had to be dead Spent my birthdays in the trap, we had to work with what we had She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the cam And, and I don't need a hundred friends, I just want a hundred bands A hundred jugs, a hundred scams, ay, ay. So I don't money grabbed a hundred hams Said I don't money grabbed a bunch of bands And I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols Fuck a judge with a grudge, I'm blowing crud for my mental life Ay, and I still keep it on me, run into your big homie first you meet your dead homie. Ay, yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. Ay, I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place.
fast lane Like my money at a fast pace Look like a drag race Cut your re up in my eyes Right on my bag hey, Good girl, bad face No waste and her ass fake hey, And she in love with the bad guy But bad bitches never act right hey, She act up until that bag fly Get a turn around at one night Say hello to the bad guy, hey, hey, the good guy coming last place. Hey, 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 hey,